Hello, hello, and welcome back. It's me, Damien Barr, welcoming you back with open arms to another episode of our Book of the Week podcast. Yes, the podcast formerly known as Salon Exclusives. Now, I have a staggering talent on the podcast today with incredible hair. You may have seen Michael Peterson on the Big Scottish Book Club performing his poem, Oyster. He is an incredible poet and author and just a lovely person. Now, his new book is called Boyfriends. How could I resist that title? It is part memoir and part letter to his beloved and lost friend, Scott Hutchison, who you will know as the singer-songwriter from the band Frightened Rabbit. So Scott was the illustrator for Michael's poetry collection, Oyster, um, and Michael's got a big tattoo of that on his arm. And the two were best friends, they travelled the world together, they made art together, and Scott is now no longer with us, although very much in the heart of Michael and in the heart of everybody who reads this book. Now, it's intense, but it's also about the intense joy of male friendships, which is not something that is explored very often in fiction and in non-fiction. So it's really great to get my hands on a book that looks at that and talks about it really unashamedly and really joyfully. The writing is really thoughtful and because he's a poet, he just really cares about taking you on that journey from one sentence to the next. And often writers are thinking more about the big story, they're thinking about the big structure, but Michael is really with you in every single sentence. So there's lots of joy and I'm here for every single moment in it. One of the passages that stayed with me most is this reflection on friendship and loss. Michael writes, while the friendships we forge inhabit us, there's no escaping that one day we'll be without them. They may go kindly with expected effervescence or, as with you, ungentle and sudden. Either way, grief will come for the heart exposed like hungry seabirds for a carcass washed ashore. And honestly, the book is as incredible as that moment and it really made me think about a friend that I'd lost too. So, it's beautiful. The Observer gave the book a beautiful review um, in which they said, Boyfriends sees Peterson illuminate these companions with a poet's eye, a comedian's timing and a lover's care. Now how lovely is that for a review? Here's Michael with a reading from his book. Hello, I'm Michael Peterson and I'm chuffed to the Scottish strawberries to be reading exclusively for listeners of Damien Barr's Literary Salon from my new book, Boyfriends. Oh yes, this book is a love letter to friendship, a paean to the friends here, there and elsewhere, a rallying call to cherish friendships in each and every gooey incarnation in which they arrive. The book takes us voyaging through several of the more seminal friendships that punctuated my lively wee life, from boyhood to adulthood and the realms beyond. But there's one friendship that thrums supreme in its beauty, vivaciousness, impact, exuberance and tenderness, a friendship with my dearly beloved Scott Hutchison. Though Scott may have left this world too soon, the luster he fermented and the time he spent here is abundant and magnificent. Both these extracts focus on this friendship with Scott. 
The first finds myself, Scott and Holly McNish, on a road trip around the Scottish Highlands, swooning over the glamour of the landscape, and then in about a great seafood feast. The second extract comes just days later, when Scott is lost and the world seems unrecognisable compared to the joyous beam of days that came before. Both are written, epistle-esque, shades of the diary entry. Here's a short reading, just for you. Sixth of May, two thousand and eighteen, to Malarn, Scotland. In the morning, your snoring vibrates the air like a swarm of bees circling the room. Sun shoots sprout up to the ceiling. Ephemeral beams of graffiti from beyond this planet raked over sheets and feet. The snoring is a fuzzy symphony which takes me straight back to our holiday lodge in South Africa waiting for the dozy tune to crescendo so as I can wake you up for a splash in the pool. I love to swim and I'm always plotting pools to dip in. You knew this only too well and became trustily familiar with my splash times during our tour of South Africa. In fact, you set up a clandestine group text entitled McPeeds, which had a primary purpose of grassing to Holly about just how many times I cajoled you into photographing me dicking about in the pool. I power on with this sort of play, as I think you secretly love it. It gives your big chortling pus the opportunity to adopt the older curmudgeon role. The day's agenda is visits to the Glenfinnan Viaduct and the Silver Sands of Morar, Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings tinged, the latter in lexicon only, but stunning Scottish scenery first and foremost. We might drop you in Malarn for the afternoon train back to Glasgow, as this was only supposed to be a one-night trip for you, which has grown arms and legs and beating heart. That said, we're only flirting with the concept of curtailing the voyage, a courtesy, and it's not mentioned again. By 3.15, we've tottered up the National Trust viewpoint trail and conquered its precipice. We sit down with the summit and, amongst searching strangers, eyeball the viaduct. I replay Harry Potter and Ring of Bright Water scenes in which this structure starred. Then try to forget them and concentrate on the ancient wonder of it. The grass below is Granny Smith apple green and laid down in front of the stone with all the majesty of marbled flooring. In the shadow of the brick, red and blue dots from the woollen jumpers of tourists pixelate and freckle. The mountains that curry around the viaduct are darker tones with a well-earned pomposity. No train passes, yet a pair of clouds mesh together to cast a gigantic shadow, and for a flash the bridge appears as if cursed. The two oval clouds soon separate like a riven pair of bollocks. Loch Shiel trundles into view, and the Glenfinnan monument deigns us with its presence. Even in the overcast, the surrounding shrubbery wears a lapidary coating. This bridge has been travelled over since 1898, but not by us, and that makes no difference at all. You have started the descent. 
We've all got the picture to look at. The number of selfie sticks flailing about reaches saturation, so we move out. There is some walking in circuits around the area, but no walking on the bridge itself. That's prohibited and has nearly cost a few straying potter zealots more than a grey hair or two. The silver sands are a mere 35 minutes from here, and the drive passes so quick it's as if the moment moved without us. All gabble and murmur, we head west from Glenfinnan. Scotland is fucking incredible, and we all agree we should get out of the central belt and into the highlands much more often. On one side of us, Loch Morrer, on the other side, the North Atlantic Ocean. We gaze over to the Isle of Egg. A little further off is rum. These waters, what lives in them and loops around them, chart a fabulous melange of colour. Silver, periwinkle, mauve, azure, turquoise and royal blue. Our eyes are fine dining on landscape. There is a boat bobbing about in the water by the silver sands of Morrer called the Davy Diver. It's canary yellow and resting but quite the sight just bobbing there. Best of all, some chancing fun-lover has made a couple of rope swings up top of the sandy banks, which Holly and I gravitate towards. You perambulate by the water's edge, and eventually we meet in the middle. Not fancy a wee go on the swing. I'll push you, I say. I've decided against it. It'll bring me absolutely no pleasure. I don't like the height or the motion. I'm great down here on the sand. You say, fair enough, at least you've considered it, I say. Never feel guilty about seeking pleasure, you say. This sentence came out strong and sure. A totem teaching as if the allegorical ending to a long story. It connected the dots in my memory of all the times you've spoken this way before. Redolent of more serious intent. So steeped in prescience was the way you mouthed it that I question whether you spoke it out loud or passed it telepathically. With that settled, it is on to Malarn, where we check into a Highland hotel at the top of a steep road. It is near dinner, and so, wasting no time, we book a table swiftly to secure a coveted window spot. An hour later, we're seated and shooting the eye's arrows as far as they'll travel. Haughty with our hunger. Outside, Sky is staring back over the water with one of those wry glances that suggests it's about to burst into yodel. Dinner with you and Holly. These are palmary moments. No, I don't regret spending £75 on the seafood sharing platter. I it is a crumb indulgent, and you call me a lush to Holly's hilarity. But we were twinned in this bonhomie. I do not regret us gorging ourselves on a placer, boasting an estimated 40 mussels, 60 prawn tails, 6 gargantuan langoustines, 12 scallops and a heft of dipping bread. A platter most definitely intended for filling more than two bellies. Of course, there is wine. We would not do a meal such as this a disservice of being without it. The platter is its own constellation. It does not fit on the table, for its circumference is akin to Jupiter, not decommissioned Pluto. 
you and Holly have to swap seats so as we can battle this formidable foe together in formation. We are leviathans, feasting with and on each other. The messy display attracts nods of reverence from onlookers populating the tables in orbit around us. These nods are a cloud of praise comfortably taken. This comfort in taking praise is far too rare for brilliant you. Over yonder, the island of sky sits down to tea with us. We address it in stories and long glances cast over. On Google Maps, this water is labelled inner seas off the west coast of Scotland, Atlantic Ocean, a very formal name for our salty guest, the ghost at the table. Whilst eating the platter, there is a dearth of chatter. It is given way to unwavering dedication. Let it be known, this is not portentous. It is the opposite. The gooey vim of not needing chit-chat. We are apples, here's our core, sprouting pips in every belly. Even vegetarian holly sooks a muscle down. But, shh, don't tell her family, or she'll never hear the end of it. This supper was garlic butter gorgeous, love on its tiptoes, the last meal we had together and one of your last on this whizzing planet. It isn't quite fit for purpose, but I surmise you chip in with, it wasn't far off either. P.S. Yes, we ordered starters and all, but these were modest and too alluring to let pass by. The pudding you shared with Holly was one step beyond for me. But you's looked cherubic splitting it, and you were often one step ahead. P.P.S. By the time the £149.50 plus £20 cash tip cleared from my bank account three days later, you had left us, and something had left me. But right there, in that moment, we were brimful. It was love. What a line to leave us on. It is so loving, but it hints at the sadness that is to follow. And the book is just lyrical, it's beautiful, and it's one that I know I'm gonna be giving to people. So that was Michael Peterson reading exclusively for the Literary Salon. Boyfriends is published by Faber and available now in all good bookshops. And in fact, I think we had the same editor, Alexa von Hirschberg, who used to be at Bloomsbury. So it's a beautiful book and it's beautifully edited. You can get an exclusive signed edition from Edinburgh-based indie bookshop, the Porti Bookshop, Portobello. And we will leave an order link for you in the description. So head there or head to our shop if you like online or to your local library because it's there for you and it's for free. Like I say, this book is all about male friendship and celebrating it. It's not coy, there's no blokiness in it. It's beautiful and it's lovely and I loved it. So seek out the book, seek out Michael and thank you for seeking out our podcast. Please share it with your pals. Thank you for listening and join us again soon.